Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 140. Thank you for joining us tonight. How are you doing? If you're new to the show, please make sure to hit those links below. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. Leave a five-star review on iTunes and whatever you write there, of course, we'll read on the show. And if you have any rebuttals to anything we say on the show, head on over to the YouTube page, leave a comment there. That way we'll be able to see it, we can respond to you, build a little community, and it helps us out. So, But once again, thank you to everyone for joining us, and also a big shout-out and thank you to our guest from last week, Mr. Jake James Lugo. Had a great time talking to him, so please make sure to check that episode out. Check out his page and everything he does. That dude grinds out some content. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely give him a shout-out, and thank you once again, Jake James, for coming on. Had a great time with you. And, Jim, speaking of being thankful, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Uh, went over to the sister-in-law's house, ate a metric fuck-ton of food, uh, passed out for 20 minutes until the kid peed her pants because she was too busy playing and not paying attention to <laughs> the potty that she needed to go to. So well, that was the thing. But uh, So what you're saying is she's taking in her daddy's footsteps? Yeah. Hey, who's the you get right? drunk. You get drunk on alcohol. She gets drunk on sugar. <laughs> drunk, on, drunk on sugar and playtime. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was a good time. And you know, having a dog at home after about four or five hours is like, oh, gotta go home and take care of the dog. So, mm -hmm. perfect excuse right there. But yeah, solid day overall. And then played some uh, Mario Party when we got home. What was your drink of choice, Jim? Uh, we talked about beforehand. While I was there, what was I drinking when I was there? I think when I was there, we just brought a shitload of like her seltzers up. But when I got home, I was drinking some Mad Elf. So, all right. Were you still drinking your bullshit can, or did you get dip into your bottles? No, I still got the cans going. I got a ways to go with the cans. Right, the cans are fine. They're not. It's like saying hand jobs are better than B jobs. Come on. <laughs> One's clearly better than the other, Jim. Oh, right. Sometimes a nice old fashioned is a nice change of pace. What can you say? <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Said Randy Goddamn Marsh. <laughs> a fictional character, you're correct. <laughs> Man, I've based most of my life around. Uh, yeah, I uh, I stuck with my Mad Elf, but like, it was one of those mornings. Do you ever wake up and you just have like the worst migraine coming from the base of your neck up to the back of your head? Yep. It was one of those days I woke up, so I was like, all right, well, starting this day off with some Tylenol. So I only had maybe two tops um, and, like, I think a glass of wine, but, like, I couldn't drink much. At, I was just like, ugh. So I basically been uh, sipping on those Mad Elfs throughout most of the weekend. Uh, so delicious. But I love that you really only need one, two of those tops like, yeah. to just, you know, set you up for the night. Yeah, Mad Elf's, like, the perfect one to start with. Yeah. Tonight, though, I was like, it's weird. I actually had a real big taste for an IPA, and because of what I've been getting recently, I don't have a single IPA in my fridge. And I was like, shit. I was like, so I still have pumpkin beers. I even have Dunkles. I have the Troganate. Like, I have so much other, like, heavy shit. I was like, I just want, like, a light beer to start off. So I, I just finished, because we had some technical issues, as we always do. Nah. Um, I'm good old classic Miller Lite. I was like, you know what? I, want, I need to hydrate a little bit before I drink real beer. So, perfectly uh, good and just about finished. So, what are you sipping on tonight? Uh, well, I'm finally breaking into that. Uh, I posted a picture a while ago of the Dunkin' Donuts like beer pack I got from Harpoon mm -hmm. Brewery. So, I'm starting off with the Dunkin' Blueberry Matcha IPA. 6.6% alcohol, which is decent amount right there. Uh, from the old Harpoon Brewing Company. Limited release, uh, nothing written on here, but yeah, I'm almost finished it because we were waiting for, you know, all of our tech problems to go, so I'll bring <laughs> it into another one, I'll show it off, but nice. so far it's tasty. You only get the blueberry really in the aftertaste, it's a lot like hoppier than I was expecting to be honest with you. Yeah, Harpoon's always good, um, I think I had their original, like the brown and purple, whichever one that is, Yeah, the Duncan one, um... I don't remember much about it. I just remember thinking, like, this is okay. Like, it wasn't something I ever thought I need to go back and try again. Yeah, you definitely get more of the fruit and everything like that as you, like, get, like, lower in the uh, the glass. Yeah. So at, at the top, it seems like almost like all the IPA and hops just, like, sat on top and then all the flavors at the bottom. 
I will say there was a period in time where every morning was a Duncan morning for me because of where I worked. Like, there was one at our old building, like, right underneath our building. So, um, I would go in, like, the concourse. I would get one. And, like, when I first discovered, like, all the weird flavors, because I never really did flavors that much from Duncan. And then right. I was like, oh, like, mocha? And then I did, like, blueberry. For a while there, I was doing blueberry. I was like, damn, this shit is delicious. But it was more like candy than, like, coffee. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I miss it, but brings back interesting memories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hit Duncan every morning on the way to work. Good old large cold brew black. You don't go to Wawa for that? Nah. Hmm. Well, well, well uh, I mean, I have to get out of my car. Duncan, I can just do driving. <laughs> I was going to say, is, and you know you need to get yourself your hashy browns. No, I, I actually don't do that most mornings. So, I do. Whenever I get, like, actual breakfast, I get the hash browns, of course, because it's got to be done. But Those are probably my favorite hash browns. Them or Wawa? I would still take them. They have more flavor. Wawa's damn good. But Wawa's hash browns, you know you're getting because you're hungover. Well, yeah, I mean, I like them, too. You know what it is? Wawa's have better texture, like they're always crispier. Yes. But, yeah, yeah Duncan's definitely has better flavor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only we could combine the two, Jim. Oh, my God, it would be the perfect potato fried snack. Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, have you, I mean, obviously, it's the holidays, probably haven't had as much time, but you've been able to play anything this past week? I actually wound up, like, beating a lot of games that I had, like, half done or, like, three-quarters of the mm. way done. And then, like, I just, like, finally was able to sneak in some time to sit down and finish them off. Helps nice. that, like, I had off on Friday, so, you know, could just put the kid in daycare for a couple hours. And after I was done some yard work, I was able to just sit down and do some stuff. So, so which games? All right. Uh, well, actually, first off, I mentioned Mario Party Superstars, which is, it's fun. It could have easily been DLC for the old Mario Party, but, you know, Nintendo's going to milk it. But just like the old Mario Party, I know I'm going to get my money's worth out of it just because mm -hmm. the wife and I play it so much. So I'm fine with it. Then, let's see, which game? Okay. So the first one is called Bishoju Battle Cyber Panic. I saw your, tw your tweet about this. God damn it, Jim. Yeah, I think I got on, like, some stupid sale, and I was like, Ooh, unlock anime girls by playing kicks. That's right up my alley. And yeah, it was even on sale. It was not worth it. Do not, no matter how much you like to have your own little sticky, little uh, crusty corners, do not go for it. Not worth it. But I finished that off. Uh, speaking of uh, lewd games, good old Peach Ball. Center and Kagura Peach Ball. My titty pinball. Finally finished off the last <sighs> level because I was like holding off in the last level until I could record some footage of it. So... I recorded the footage as I did the whole last round, so for an eventual whatever I do down the line with it. And then, of course, oh, I we know what you do down the line with it. Well, I was doing it during, too, but that's beyond the point. And then, of course, I finally got through a round of Binding of Isaac. And just like Hades, I'm like, all right, I don't have to touch this again for a while. And Binding of Isaac, you have to beat that 20 times to get the real ending. But you blow through playthroughs of that so much quicker than you do in Hades. So, like, how, like, I took me... 20 turns and like 15 hours to 10 to 15 hours to do that in Hades. It took like five hours to get through like 14 hmm. turns before I finally beat a round of Binding I've of Isaac. I never played Binding of Isaac. I, I've i obviously heard great things. I didn't even realize it was a roguelike, but uh, yeah. Would you suggest it? Oh, yeah, I would definitely suggest it. Like, I, I definitely like Hades better just because like I like the combat better in it. Like, Isaac's, I mean, it started out as a flash game that just like took hold and became a big hit. Mm -hmm. Through its like multiple releases, so like you only like you know you shoot in four directions kind of deal. So it's almost twin sticky, but you know you kind of limited to your angles of yeah. attack. But I mean, shitload of different enemies, all the different you know you get all the drops and luck with the draw with your items and everything like that. So hmm. learn the boss patterns. Yeah, it's a typical roguelike kind of deal like that. Is it like a fucked up game? Oh like yeah, what it's about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean like this story is only really told through like. It's basically all a series of, um, like, you know, little flashbacks and memories that he's having. Like, he's like, you know, he's almost like a fetus baby or yeah. that's been, like, locked in the basement and the mom's abusive. And, and, like, he's just living all these, like, horrible memories again and again and again. So, oh, yeah, it's a trip. Jim, but of course, did it me tug being... on your heartstrings at all? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, with the one I posted with the being pants and the girl laughing at the guy's dick. <laughs> did that trigger you? <laughs> I saw that and I was like. I feel something here. I feel you, Isaac. 
Poor little feller. <laughs> that was his Joker moment. Oh, Chambers. Nice. But yeah, no, I mean, I. it was nice to hit a few things off the old uh, backlog, so. Now, now, let me ask you. Were, do you, are those physical copies? You have all those games or digital? I have physical for Peach Ball and Binding of Isaac. The other one's not physical at all. So, and it should never so do you delete it once you're done with it to save space on your like hard drive? Um, not yet. Uh, because I mean, I put an SD card in my Switch, so I mean, I have space for days on there. Gotcha. Okay. But if I ever need to, I'll yeah, yeah. If I ever need to delete some game info, I can do that. It's not a big deal. Gotcha. Now, um, are you going to at least try that game I was telling you about? A Plague Tale? Oh, yeah, you know what? I forgot all about that. But now I'll go download that off Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, similar to you, I started, I was like, you know what? I need to focus. I want to get on my backlog. Um, although I have been spending a lot of time on my Total War Warhammer 2 game, like, which, like I said, I love the shit out of that game. But I was like, I need to commit. Do you remember back in the day, I think it was 2014, Murdered, uh, what, Charlie Murdered? No, no, no. It's called Murdered Soul Suspect. And the, no. the picture is like a detective dude with bullet holes through him, but he's like a ghost. Because you're trying to solve your own murder. So basically, hmm. it's a detective game where like you were a detective that got killed. And your ghost apparition is trying to solve how you got murdered. Because like, you, ha- you can't move on yet. Huh. It was by Square no. Enix. Um... Interesting game. What it what it got me realizing, and I've done this a few times. I really just like detective games. Like I've played a fair number of them, and I realized I was like, that's a genre I actually don't know why I don't like reach out and try and find more of. Because every time I play them, I get a I get pretty into them. Yeah. Um, the game's definitely not perfect, but there's aspects I kind of like. It's just the execution's a little wonky. But do you ever play? Have you ever played, or do you play detective games at all? You know what? When you started talking about it, not really. I can think of like I've never played any of the Phoenix Wright games or the Professor Layton games. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any that I've done. It seems like something that like a point and click game would be more like perfect for that too. But which there's a lot of those, um, and you could argue like. That's what it... It's almost like an interactive... It's not point and click, but, like, yeah, you're gathering clues. In this particular game, there's I played, I played a tiny bit of L.A. Noir. It's probably the closest I've okay. ever Okay, so yeah. that's probably close. Um, I'm curious, like... I know you don't like story, so you kind of almost have to care about story. I thought for some reason, like you would be into detective games. But are you even into, like, detective movies or, like, movies like like suspense movies like that? Oh, yeah. No, I like the whodunits. Like a that. whodunit? Yeah. yeah. But the game st- genre doesn't really... It just passed it. me by. It's something I never really thought about. Like, I didn't even know about, like, Phoenix Wright or shit like that until, mm. like, 2015. So, like, that had just completely passed me by. But, yeah, it's not like I'm against them. I would probably give something a shot. Yeah, I, uh... I don't know, like, it... I think I'm definitely going to start trying to play more, like, find more and play them, because, yeah, it's a pretty fun genre, but other than that, I started this game, it's like a Gladiator's Tale or something, it was another one, I think it was Gold or Game Pass, Yeah, it's an interesting just little arena battler that, like, has elements of, not really RPG, but, like, you earn money and you can buy better armor or new weapons, shit like that, so, it's a short, quick game, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just mess around with that. So yeah, just like you, I was trying. I'm trying to clear out the backlog. Speaking of, and I mentioned this to you before, we do have what I'm calling a brother channel. I'm just calling it DBPG Plays, and a place to dump my footage from games. Because even with multiple external hard drives, I got five terabytes each. Like I have just too much footage, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna cut it together to show the full game like playthrough and i'm dumping games on there so like i just put like gone home on there and i just finished uh editing charlie murder so that's going up there tonight so yeah i'm we're dumping footage it's mostly i'll say it's probably all gonna end up being non-commentary but i don't know if some of my old footage for some reason i do have it but 
it's just a place for Jim and I to dump footage uh, from our playthroughs. So yeah, and if you're a content creator out there and you need some B-roll, take it. it. Yep, I don't care, but yeah, just use it up. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's really where I've been at with with my gaming as of late. But um, Jim, before. And I know we love to jump right into our awesome patro patrons. Right. I, fa I found a whole bunch of what I'll call unique or interesting little gaming facts. And I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be a reoccurring bit. Um, but it's something I want to say. See if you knew any of this or, or were into it. So give me one second. All right, Chambers. Some of these... I think you should know other of them. Like I said, I just want to see if you knew about. So the first, um, I think you noticed. Did you know that the PlayStation was originally designed as a Nintendo console? Yep. With Sony. Yeah, yep. and that Nintendo basically changed their minds about making it. Yeah, um, gave us the CDI after that, all that. Yep. Do you think that's probably their biggest flub? One of them. And, <laughs> how different do you think, like... I mean, at that point, does PlayStation slash Nintendo, if they're a combined entity, just become like all-consuming? It's either that or Nintendo, or you know, with the way Nintendo has a stranglehold, Sony would have just been like, "Yeah, fuck you, we're doing it ourselves," and would have broken away anyway. Yeah, with everything that they had learned from work with Nintendo, so you know, maybe could have just delayed the inevitable, or we would just have a monopoly. I don't know, either one or the other. <laughs> all right, so. Uh Take your best guess that as of 2020, what the video game industry was valued at worldwide. Oh, Christ. Uh, 50 billion. More. Holy shit. 100 billion? A little bit less. 80 billion. A little bit more. 90 billion. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 90, 90 billion. And, Jim, can you think of, and there might be a couple of these. But this is considered the highest grossing game of all time. World isn't of it? Warcraft. Oh, World of Warcraft. Okay. I was going to say, isn't it like GTA V like up there? Uh, like I said, there's a lot. And this this list is like, I think, from earlier this year. Yeah. But uh, what do you think its worth is? And you just heard $90 billion for video games. What do you think World of Warcraft's worth is? Ah, Christ. How much it brought in over its lifetime. I mean, if you're talking about it that way, I'll, I'll say maybe a solid billion. Ten billion. What? Ten billion. Yeah, I, I saw that. I said, what the... F like, don't get me wrong. What? I knew it was big. I didn't realize it was bringing in shit like that. World of Warcraft's bought in like 12% of the worth of video games ever? Yep. Holy yeah. bitch fuck. That's insane. So, yeah. Hurts. Um, here's a fun fact, Jim. Did you know that Golden Axe was voiced entirely by prisoners on death row? Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, apparently. What? I looked into this. So, there is some... some there's not a lot actually denying it, but there's also not a ton supporting it. But there is definitely um, the little dwarf guy. Uh, he for sure was versed by was voiced by a prisoner on death row. It's just a question of if the rest of the cast was, and there actually seems to be like not as much of a clear answer as you would think. But that's out there, and apparently like kind of a well-known rumor or like fact. So. Oh, I never heard this before. <laughs> what the fuck, Japan. See, Jim? Interesting facts. Wow. <laughs> and then, um, here's a little stumper for you. Do you know what the first video game console ever to ever ship with an internal memory was? Uh, shipping with an internal memory. So, so wait, are you talking like, like hard space that you can like save files to? Or just like... Kind of like it wasn't just like a blank slate, like the uh, like the Magnavox Odyssey, and then like everything was kind of on the game card ish. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say Fairchild Channel F. What the fuck? Sega Saturn. Oh, okay. So they meant like hard disk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And 
guess how much whopping memory it had? Four megabytes. <laughs> One megabyte. Ah. <laughs> the good old days when that was enough for everything. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, and then final one. Do you know what the Japanese word for Atari is? Or, or you know, that Atari is a Japanese word, but right. what does it mean? Uh, games? Success. Oh, no shit. That's yeah. ironic. So, <laughs> well, I mean, they had a really, they had a really, really good run, Jim. No, they did, obviously. So, <laughs> yeah, no, interesting. So there you go. See, that's why it's called BQ's Quick Interesting Facts. <laughs> we, we can work on that bit. <laughs> we, we can condense that down a bit. So now, now there's some uh, some icebreakers when you're out there talking to the ladies, Jim. Hey, baby. <laughs> you know how much World of Warcraft is ranked in? <laughs> Do you know Sega Saturn had one megabyte built into its memory? Do you want one <laughs> megabyte built into you? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> or as our friend Orloff would say, what's his pickup line with Donkey Kong? Or, uh, fuck, what was it from... Uh, not Donkey, oh, uh, shit. Fucking Super Mar- uh, Mario Kart 64... Do you know there's a secret <laughs> on Koopa Troopa oh, Beach? Koopa yeah. Troopa Beach, yeah. <laughs> did he actually ever use that line? I mean, I'm you, sure he probably did it. Somewhere. I'm sure he he said it, you know. And as we know, it never worked. Much of what he said never worked. I don't know, Brian. For all we know, that could have been the line he used on his wife. You well, miss all the shots you don't take. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. God damn it, Jim. So, now, getting back on task, let's hear from our awesome patrons this week. Yes, patreon.com slash game. where for as little as $2 a month. You can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. Ran out of breath there. First up, from <laughs> Alex Perez. But I, I'm going off a lot of Fuck. days of bad eating and drinking, all right? I'm not, I'm not, in, not in fighting capacity right now. Ran out of breath there, he said. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, 35 hits hard. From Alex Perez. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Well, thank you, too. And I did see your comment on the last Power Hour, and YouTube's a piece of shit. And, like, it's doing, YouTube's doing that thing with a lot of people where, like, people will comment. I'll go yeah. try to comment back, and the comment will just be gone. And, like, I don't know what it is. It's not in any spam folder. It's not in anything. They're just Yeah, gone. and they're not held for review. The number of comments, I, I do the same thing. I'm like, why aren't they showing up at all? Like, I can't even find a way to reply. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, they say, get your engagement. We struggle to get the engagement we get, and then we can't engage with the engagement, and then we can't fucking go! You know how many times I've had to approve things that were held for review that are just slamming us, but I just approve them because I don't care? Like, I just want them shown? Yes, give us our engagement. Yeah. And 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 somehow, like, someone having a legit comment gets either auto-deleted or spammed, but fucking Russian bots can just go in left and right. Mm-hmm. Wonderful system they have there. Yeah. But yes, thank you, Alex. Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. Hope it was a good one. Next up, from Phony Montana. As a Sega fanboy, I always wanted to believe that Revenge of Mr. X was the dopest Final Boss music. It's up there. But now that I'm a grown adult, I would have to objectively say that Donkey Kong Country Final Boss music is hands down the coolest. The way it builds and sends a message is... Mwah, chef's kiss. What do you think is the best? Huh... You just named two of my favorites. I've mentioned many times on here that Donkey Kong... Like, every time someone says, what is your favorite music? Like, I... Especially from Super NES, I use that as my example. That's my favorite song from Donkey Kong Country. Um, I've said newer... There's a lot of newer games like that. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. That final boss music is pretty epic, but it's epic in a completely different way. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of other... Super Metroid against, you know, fucking Mother Brain. That, like, that's a pretty... That's good. Um, that would make a very... You know what? As a final boss list, that might have inspired me. I want to do some legit research. Because plenty of games. Like, Streets of Rage 2, Revenge of Mr. X, like, it's still good. But it's not... Like, like there's so many great tracks in that game that it gets a little overshadowed by other tracks. Yeah. So I'd be really interested. I'd, I would love to do a deeper dive and really think about that. Cause yeah, all the Mr. X themes kind of build on each other from one, too. So. Yeah. Hmm. That's a great goddamn question. But because yeah, a... I'm blanking right now, I'm going to 
I want to say Donkey Kong Country, but because you said that, for right now, I'll say Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, because similar to Donkey Kong, it's a very slow build into an epic, like, thing, like, as you're battling the final boss. Um, but that will, you know what, I will guarantee you're going to see a list out of me, because I really want to dig deep into that. Yeah, I'd almost want to say Mario 64, but... Actually, like, the actual Bowser level music, I like way more than the actual Bowser fight yeah. music. So, man, damn, that's tough. You know, it's funny. I was going to say the same thing about Mega Man 2. Dr. Wily's stage music is great, but the actual battle music isn't as good as the stage music. Yeah, now I can go with that. Yeah. So, that is a great, great question, though. I'm really going to have to think hard on that one. Yeah, yeah, great. Some homework. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> But now, great Jim, question. you always excel at homework. <laughs> oh, I'm such a champ at that. Can't you? Gonna gonna have to uh, borrow some uh, videos other people have already done for this one. Much Damn it! College. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> but last up from Gamer Astral: If you could live anywhere in the world, where would that be? Playboy Mansion. God damn it, Jim. Well, not now, but actually, now, what do you go? Where would I want to go? I don't fucking know. Hmm. There's so many, like, am I in the exact same spot I am right now? Like, same income, same job? Like, there, like there's those kind of questions. Yeah, do you, like, like, pick up your life right now but just move somewhere different? Or yeah, roll your dice just living in a different part of the world? Hmm. In the... It, well, let's break this down. So, in the U.S., I don't like. I, I like having different weathers, but at the same time. Now, nah, fuck I'm, it. I'm done. Just give me give me somewhere where I can be between fifty and seventy year round. <laughs> so you need basically south or California. Yeah, oh, they get too hot though. Well, California, I think, is pretty much seventy year round. You just got to worry about fires and mudslides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Details. <laughs> I like. I would like California would be interesting because it's so different from here. But I've never actually been there, so I also, I don't know how I'd feel about the people out there, yeah. but, uh, like, Texas not, would be interesting, too, but, once again, depend very heavily on the city. Fuck Florida. I know a lot of people, like, the Florida people too hot. are too hot. nuts, too many mosquitoes, like, fuck that. Um, outside the U.S., you know, actually, in our place in U.S., but it would be a little cold, like, some parts of Maine are pretty goddamn cool. Yeah. Um... But outside the U.S., I could easily go to Florence or Ireland. Like one of the like, either one of those are really really cool. Or fuck, yeah. Canada. Canada's pretty awesome. Put let me live right next to uh, Chez Paris. Chez Paris. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking. I mean, of all like, I haven't traveled nearly as much as you have. So like, of all the spots that I've been, it would either be like Montreal or Vancouver. Like those cities were both beautiful. Canada's, you know, very underrated. Culture for days. Yeah. Yeah. Free week. Well, <laughs> yeah, well free, especially Montreal. Day. Like, it feels like a modern European city. It feels like the U.S., but with some, like, European-style architecture. And it's just, like, an interesting city. So, yeah. yeah. And it also has that chip on its shoulder, like everything in Quebec does, where they, like, kind of want to secede from the rest of everything. They're, like, the, the downtrodden little portion of Canada. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like Philly. Where, you it's know, the Philly of Canada. It's the Philly of Canada. I think we'd fit right in. Yeah, so exactly. I'll go, with, I'll go with Montreal. Yeah. Now, that's a great question. Um, very loaded, but very good. Yep, so now that wraps it up for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone who's putting those questions in there. Everyone who participates. We really do participate. Or participate. Appreciate it. And uh, Don't run I, out I of breath. <laughs> I didn't run out of breath that time. I just ran out of brain space. So, yeah, I'm, I am running at fucking maximum efficiency right now. But, yes, thank you once again to everyone. Please head over to Patreon. Check out our tiers. Sign up if you want. Even for $1, you'll get shout-outs and some exclusive content for whenever we do them, which is not as often as we should. But I actually have something special planned for Christmas for everyone. So... You'll get to see Jimmy make it, do make him hurt it himself. So Damn that's a little Jim. teaser for everyone. So if you want to see me fucking doubled over in pain, one dollar a month will get you that come Christmas. <laughs> that, that's that's my version of Belle Delphine fucking teasing her porno a couple years ago. Damn it, Jim. So uh, thank you guys. 
to echo what Jim said, we truly appreciate it. But we did get a question from a longtime friend and listener to the show, so we truly appreciate it, from our buddy Jay. And he asked us, uh, what was the weirdest thing we ever opened a beer bottle with? And that is a great question, because, Jim, even though we, obviously, since college, known each other, and we've drank a lot together. Did you ever go through that phase when you did start discovering all the goofy shit you could open beer bottles with? I tried to, but I always fucked them up. Like, I was always bad at it. <laughs> well, of course. Like, well, I mean, being me, of course. <laughs> but, like, trying to use a knife, I could just cut myself, couldn't do it. Trying to use the edge of a table, I'm just fucking up the table and not getting the goddamn thing off. Like, yeah, like, like, like I've tried. I've never been good at it. So eventually, I'll... eventually, I just never went anywhere. Like for the past decade and a half, I've never not had a like some kind of key ring bottle opener. So yeah. I've always been prepared since then. So then I'll offer it to you, Jim. The things I have opened it with, and you tell me what you think is weirdest. Right. So at one point, I did using the teeth, which I was going to say, our, just our what... father-in-law does that like all the time, mm, and uh, yeah, or step father-in-law whatever you want to call it but yeah like <laughs> he started he does that at tailgates and i'm just like eh. yeah i i don't recommend it um it was more like i was just like can i do it i did it and i was like i don't want to do that again so <laughs> that was one um the edge of the table but me being me and the certain type of strength i have yeah uh, i did it on the edge of a marble table and similar to you i broke off a piece of the marble and like half the top of the glass but then i eventually did learn the, the proper like technique to do it so i was like okay that's interesting at some random party and i can't remember where it was some chick like i was talking to was like you know you can open it with like a lighter and i was like that sounds like a terrible idea and i'm talking about you know the uh like the bic style you know yeah and i was like uh i don't know if i want to use a plastic lighter filled with this fluid to but, like, she showed me, and it actually worked pretty goddamn well. So, like, all night I ended up borrowing and, like, popping off the cap pretty easily with it. Yeah, what did it just, like, soften the glass enough, maybe? Or just I guess. It, it just, like, it, it's just, like, an easy way to, like, pop it up. Like, I couldn't do it right now unless I sat and fucked about with it. But I was kind of surprised it worked as well as it did. Um, I, of course, did knives and swords and stupid shit like that yeah you've been using your ring for ages even before the you ring i was gonna ring. say yeah. the um the wedding ring or when i have my wolf ring like that those are kind of weird so um yeah i don't know from all that jim and then i do have my one guinness hat that has a actual beer tab on it so well, that's just class yeah what do you actually call buddies of mine used to have uh flip-flops that had a beer the flip-flop opener. one yeah. yep but, yeah, so, Jim, you can decide which one of those things I just mentioned is probably the weirdest. I'm going with the big lighter because I've never heard of doing that before. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could technically. I'm more I, mean, I mean, teeth is just awful. But oh, Do you I mean, ever that... watch? I don't know if you watch Barstool Sports anything because there's so many little whatevers. Right. Sometimes they have interesting, like, drunk people on. But this there's this one guy who must, I don't know if it's TikTok or Instagram, but he bites off the top of the beer, licks the bottle, and then does a twirl. And he's kind of like rednecky-ish, but he's like a college student. But now he's like upping the ante by doing weird shit. Like he ate a bug and then did it. Like he's very white trash, and he's very like I don't know what else to describe him. I'll send you the videos. Uh, but like okay. he does this like tornado vortex where he spins the bottle so it it like shoots down really fast. But he always bites it off. And I'm always like, ah, stop doing that. Yeah. And he's yeah, got like yeah. a mullet. Like, yeah. He's you don't very, say. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jim, you know what? Maybe we should make a whole video of you and I trying to open bottles in weird ways. See how you execute it and see how I do it. All right. I'll get my fucking medical card ready. We'll get, you know what? And we'll do it in our style. Oh, fuck. Lion's head is twist off, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. All right, we need to find whatever the cheapest beer that isn't twist off. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we'll find it. We'll find something. Something. <laughs> we'll ask Hannah. She'll know. Yeah. So, Jay, great question. And yeah. Yeah. Speaking of great questions, and Jim, I saw you already comment this, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, like, I had to put my response here where I was like, nah, this is a good topic right here. We can go through this. Great. Topic. Intellectually. Yeah. 
So uh, the tweet was set out by Mary Kevster at Epic Kevster and basically said one of these gaming companies got to go. That means all of their games never existed as well. Which choosing? Excuse me. Nintendo, Sega, Capcom, or Konami. So right off the bat, can we just say as a qualifier that if you eliminate a company, it doesn't take away historic impact? I think that was the point of the question. If the games but, never existed as well, then the historic impact goes away. But then if you do that, it's like if Nintendo never existed, then none of these never existed. In theory. But So that's where Butterfly I'm almost effect. like... I'm almost trying to say it from strictly. I, mean, I, I want to look go at with, it. Let's go with even if you take away Nintendo, everything still worked out as it did. Let's That's go, what I mean. Yeah, yeah let's not overcomplicated here. Yeah, and and I also want to just say, how about we also do only games developed by, not published. Okay. Because yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Nintendo and Sega games that are published by, but I I'm more worried. Like, what what do you have you actually developed? So, Jim, first let's go over yours, because, well, you just threw it up there, but now that you've maybe had time to stew on it, is your answer still the same from the gut? Probably. And my for those who didn't see it, my answer was Capcom. Hmm. And when I thought about it, I was just like, I know there's two major franchises that I'm saying bye-bye to, mm-hmm. and it's killing me, but I think I can live without of stuff that else that else is going to be here. So I said Capcom because the biggest things I'm going to miss there, obviously, you're going to be Street Fighter, like the versus Capcom series, and of course Resident Evil. Like those are the big things that you know I'm saying bye bye to. But then I think about a lot of the other games that like I'd be saying bye to, and I kind of don't care. Like Mega Man, I've never been into, and at this point, like I like I'm just not good at Mega Man games. They just piss me off. Marvel versus Capcom. Well, I said this versus series. I'm going to be missing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, that's yeah. a tough. That's a tough one to be losing. Devil uh, May Cry. Um, I could probably live without it. There's like I, I could just you know I'd have God of War from Sony, so that could scratch that itch. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting they didn't put Sony on this list. That would yeah. have made it. Even I mean, I more guess you can only fit four pictures, so I true, guess that's what he true. went with. Okay. Um. Uh, like what do you call it? like ghouls and ghosts? Like I only like. Like straight up ghouls and ghosts on like Sega Genesis. Like Super Ghouls and Ghosts is good too, but it's a little too hard for its own good, in my opinion. But Ghosts and Goblins, I hate. Ultimate Ghosts and Goblins, eh. The remake I heard sucks, so like I can live without them. Uh, the Disney games, I don't have the nostalgia for them. They're good, but like I could easily live without them. Like the NES era Capcom Disney games. 1942. So, 1942, I can live without. Like it's a fine shmup, but like that, it's, they're not it's the ones. Basically, that better River Raid. Yeah, kind. Of. I mean, <laughs> not really, because you don't have. It's, it's not. It's not confined like River Raid is. It's better. You're not. You're not picking your corridors and shit like that. Not River Raid's it's better. better. River Raid's better. You shut your fucking hole. You don't. You don't fill up in 1942. Shut. Up. So, I agree. So let's put it this way: your assessment. You and I are in agreement on that. But my, you know, I love Resident Evil. I was going to say, can you live without Resident Evil? I, that's really all it comes to. Like, Capcom, everything else that you just mentioned, I can live without Mega Man. I can live without... I definitely can live without Street Fighter. A fucking overrated piece of shit. Well, I know you But I can... But, yeah, Resident Evil, like, that is my goat of gaming. Um, whereas... So, let me go through. So, Nintendo, old me, and, like, the early, like, early Super NES and... and Nintendo are the games I'd miss the most. Everything past then, I'd actually be fine throwing Nintendo out completely. I do have love for those early NES and Super NES games, but I could care less about everything past that. I was, was going to say, brave statement. Oh, I like the NES and Super NES Nintendo games. Oh, really? <laughs> well, nowadays, it's everyone's jerking them off because of Switch and Breath of the Wild and even the N64 shit. And some say that's some of their best you know, first-party games. I don't agree with that at all. Um, so, uh, it would be tough because, you know, I'm getting rid of, I mean, Super Mario goes without saying, Legend of Zelda, and, you know, those two are probably the biggies for me Right. that, that I'd care about. 
like most people. Sega almost falls in Capcom's category for me. For when I say developed by, because I was looking at Sega's catalog. Yeah, and that they publish. Like we, we wouldn't be counting anything by Atlas. So, like, Persona and all that, and Yakuza. Well, Sega does Yakuza, but, like, anything by Atlas would be out of the window at that point. Yeah. Which is, like, and, basically keeping Sega alive at this point, is all the Atlas shit. Because I was going to say, like, I realized, like, fuck, Total War is Sega. But then I was like, oh, no, it's published by Sega. So that saved me there. Whereas, like, the only thing I care, like, I have super, super strong is Sonic. And Konami, actually, I think is probably the strongest one where I care about multiple franchises it has. Yeah. Um. So I might... Fuck, man. It's really tough. I I can't live without Capcom because of Resident Evil, and that's strictly it. So it really comes down to Sega and Nintendo, and <laughs> fuck, this is really, really, really fucking tough. Um, I want to say Nintendo, but I think I have to say Sega, just because there's more franchises in Nintendo that I have nostalgia for and I care about more. Um, but I will say it is hair, hair, hair close. If Sega could have just held on and been a little stronger late gens, I think it could have taken the cake for me, but since it fell off completely, and Nintendo, most people would argue, has gotten better, whereas Nintendo, I feel like, has fell off as a company for me. Um, yeah, I probably gotta get rid of Sega, unfortunately. Yeah, fair. We all have our reasons, so... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are just instantly like, oh, buy Sega, but I know these are all, like, big Nintendo accounts. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah they're it. probably hating up. See, like I said, I would, I would actually think, like, I would love to see, if I had to watch one go away, even just for a day, just to watch the world burn, I would love to see Nintendo go away. I would love my, to, my rip, gut I would love to rip The Legend it, yeah. of Zelda away from fucking Twitter. I would love to rip Zelda away from them. It'd be so funny. <laughs> my gut was Nintendo. Let's put it this way. When I first saw the question, and then as we're sitting here talking, I'm like, God damn it, like... Uh, and, and you know what I will say openly? This could be one I could see myself flip-flopping on, on any given day. If I play enough Sega games, I, I'd go, you know what, fuck that. I want Sega. So, Capcom, though, it's like, that's that. I, I, sh I know I should pick that. Let's put it that way. But my Resident Evil fandom is too high. Yep. Yeah. Now, I, now, that makes sense. Now, look. With Sega, I'm only keeping it there because I need Streets of Rage in my life. Like, I can't go without it. So, Oh, yeah. Like, Final, Final Fight does not scratch that itch for me. Like, I need my Streets for of Rage. For some reason, I didn't realize that that was developed by Sega. Yep. I can live without Sonic. I can't live without Streets of Rage. No, that's interesting because it's... Well, <laughs> let me ask you. Right now, today, because I still feel like you flip-flop, is Streets of Rage 2 your favorite game or Star Fox 64 still your favorite game? No, it's still Star Fox 64, but... Okay. So, I can't let go of Resident Evil, but I have multiple games. But you really don't think with Sega you could let it go just for... Well, once again, you don't have that as much of a love for Resident Evil in Capcom. But you have your, streets, you have your Street Fighter love. I did, no, I mean, I've, I've only not played two of the fucking Resident Evils, so, like, I need to play 7 and 8. But, like, I have me some love for goddamn Resident Evil, but... It's just, yeah, I mean... Uh, I was I, more I, shocked you said Capcom. Like, I know you love Resident Evil, but I know you love Street Fighter. You know what it and, is? You know what it is with that? I can live without Street Fighter if I have, like, you know, current... You know what it is? Modern-day Mortal Kombat's so goddamn good. They're yeah. like, I don't need Street Fighter. Like, and, like, if I... Like, that could be my 2D fighter. That's now with the 3D uh, Mortal Kombat's. So, I'm fine. Do you like that. Street Fighter better than the Smash games? Uh, probably. Yeah. I still probably go back to them more. Like, Smash is just its own thing. And I like Smash, but, yeah, I'm not the uh, one who's, like, you know, the arena fighter kind of guy. Yeah. That needs to be that above anything else. Yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a tough goddamn question. I would like to see, I want to see more of these. Like I said, yeah, you gotta throw in Sony. Um, I don't know off top. I mean, Microsoft would fucking lose, <laughs> but uh, whatever it went up against for the most part. Namco, throw Namco in there. Activision. Uh, yeah, Activision. Yeah, like EA, uh, Square, Square Enix. Enix. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, Nintendo, though, well, as a company. I, well, should I say we're both in agreement that the one we would keep the most would be Konami? Yeah. That was one right away. I was like, oh, fuck, I can't get rid of Konami. Yeah. And then I was like, a Capcom, I, I almost knew. It, it's like, if this was a movie, I was holding the gun to the back of its head, and then I turned the gun to somebody else real quick, and I was like, god damn it. But... Yeah, Nintendo was my gut. Like, when I saw you post, I was like, fuck Nintendo. And then I thought about it. I was like, you just know I have a special hatred because of how they act today. But I'm like... Right. Ugh. But, yeah, like I said, you make really good points. Like, with Sega, the problem is... And I'm someone who's a Dreamcast defender. And I'm like, shit, man. After the Genesis, it gets really tough. It gets tough to defend. Yeah, you know what? And when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, you know what? For his fucking house of the dead i don't think i can get rid of either yeah it's like you get house of you the just dead want your typing of the dead that's all my, you want and my pinball of the dead i have a lot of spinoff <laughs> love with that series god damn it jim jim just buy a and zombie revenge fuck you and zombie revenge i love zombie hey i i love those games too but you i just hate how much you love typing of the dead i feel like if i offered you a full cabinet of an actual gun or the full cabinet with the keyboard you'd take the keyboard yeah, I probably would take the keyboard. And you would, you know what? It would only be for the shtick. It wouldn't even be for the utility and the fun, because you know a gun would feel so much better. Oh, but... I have fun, Brian. There is fun to be had. <laughs> You're like, I showed my mom I can type at so many words per minute. Goddamn right. Lock me in my house as a kid, will you? <laughs> That's your favorite edutainment game ever. Oh, by far. It's the best edutainment game ever made. That should maybe be in our list, Jim. Best edutainment games ever? Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot out there we just don't know about. Oregon Trail, Carbon San Diego, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. World at War. <laughs> I mean, it teaches you about the war, right? Yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I would say Total War, Age of Empires would be better than that. Like, <laughs> or Civilization, maybe Civilization. <laughs> Fucking Call of Duty World at War. You piece of garbage. Jim! You mean there weren't Nazi zombies? I mean, for all we know, they were trying. <laughs> That great, great question, and you know what? I think we should steal that idea, and we should post our own, like you said, throw up uh, developers or whatever, and, and keep that going. So, good topic. I like that one a lot. Ah, oh, right. We could be like Mr. Beast and take someone else's idea, do it quicker, and do it better. Oh, that guy. I don't even start it. <clears throat> He's the Nintendo of YouTubers. So insanely <laughs> successful. Yes. Yeah, I'll love my children. I'll say that. I'll just leave it there, Jim. Right, spark the flames. We need a controversy with a bigger name than us. That's how we get the clout. Jim, you mean you didn't tell everyone we're getting pootie pie on here? <laughs> All right, Jim. So as you can tell, I was insanely inspired by that topic. So our I, next I can. two, Fuck. yeah, overrated. So our next two reoccurring bits, starting with which is better, and this sounds a little. A little specific, but hear me out. Um, I wanted to say Konami, but the Konami of... And I'm going to pull up the games for you because I, I realized I threw very two very specific years. Yeah, a little re research I needed beforehand. Yeah. So, um, Konami of 1987 or Konami of 1991. So, let me break down real quick. Konami in 1987, and I'm not reading them all, but you had Blades of Steel, Castlevania... Contra, um, Dark Adventure, Devil World, Life Force, and Typhoon. Ooh. So good, good list, right? Very so good. then in, in 91. Oh, Brian, your Getsu Fumiden that everyone talks about? I just, I know you didn't play it, so that's why I. I didn't play it, but yeah, I mean, still one you yeah. could throw on there. Yeah, I mean, like, I could, I could name them all. I, I just tried to name the ones I think you'd care about the most. Right, Top Gun. <laughs> and then in 91, we have Turtles in Time, The Simpsons, Sunset Riders, Roller Games, Vendetta, Zexus, and, well, Pit Fighter, unfortunately. Well, I mean, and that, was a, that was a big hit. That was a big hit. But here's the deal. I had Here's where I had trouble. Because then I started looking at future years. And the problem is, in some future years, they just had too many games. Like, I was going to throw in... Um, which year was I going to do? One second. I was going to do one of the early like uh, PlayStation years where you had Silent Hill 
and like Dance Dance Revolution and like all this other shit. But I wanted to keep it kind of relatable, like retro games. And yeah. to me, of the years I was looking at with them, I was trying to think like those are probably the two biggest years for them. In terms of what I care about and what you care about. Right. Numbers could argue. So I was going to say, which do you think was better? That 87 or that 91? Because you were listening off 87, I was like, well, there's no topping that. Like, it's all classics. Yeah. And then you throw in, like, Castlevania 4 and Turtles in Time and the Simpsons arcade game and Sunset Riders in the arcade. And I do hate this one list I'm looking at. It's throwing in a bunch of uh, Turbo Graphics games because Konami eventually bought them. So I got to be like, <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. But, um, yeah, like, Twin B and shit like that. Oh, man, there's a lot of, fuck. The first Goemon game and shit. Like, I never yeah. played the Goemon games, but I know people love them. Uh, yes, uh, 91, I mean, like you said, you have, well, for me, my favorite Castlevania. You have, like I said, you have. Arguably the best turtles. The best turtles. You have Simpsons. Like, you have probably Sunset Riders. Like, you have just bangers you even have the manhattan project if you like that game uh, there's a lot there and i don't know i don't know oh man but 87 has <laughs> has blades of steel too the much better game between well, those two true <laughs> you just like saying double triple <laughs> shit that is mm, that is tough um i uh... I guess I gotta go for, like, a 91, though. Like, you can't throw Turtles in Time and Super Castlevania 4 in front of me and expect me to pick something different. They're just so damn refined. And then yeah. Sunset Riders in the arcade and shit like that. Like, I know the ports came later, but... Yeah, it's... Unfortunately, well, for fortunately or unfortunately, I agree. Like, oh, Belmont's Revenge on the Game Boy, like, the best Castlevania Game Boy game, like... Yeah, yeah, there's it's a lot and, of and power 80, there. 87, you could say, historically is more important with starting Castlevania and starting Contra. Um, and Life Force, I really like. But, like, yeah, I don't Nemesis know. 92 on Game Boy. Yeah, like, shit, 91. Like, and you know what? I almost looked at this as, like, as we get dive into these which is betters, I want to do this with developers. I want to look at what do we think is their best years. Yeah, that's a good question. And you know what? Even as I talk about this, Jim, just even though I know I'm creating top ten lists for us back and forth, this could be another interesting list. What were the best years of these certain developers? Like, if we look back, like, what's the best year of Nintendo? Or the top five years of Nintendo from yeah. like, bangers they put out? Same with Sega, same with Konami and Capcom. I would be very curious, like... Who has the heaviest hitter? And that's why when that question came up and I looked at those Konami years, I was like, fuck, man. That's why you and I both agree. Konami, it just hit different, man. And it's <laughs> funny, for as bad as Konami's fallen off in the past like, oh, 10 dude. years, yeah. they were so perfect before that point that like we still couldn't just live without. Dude, I can't live without my Yu-Gi-Oh! games. I need my goddamn Konami, <laughs> right? Shit. Well, here's the deal. I've said many times, I think Konami is the best developer from the NES, for sure. Oh, yeah, especially for... Yeah, you could even say overall, but yeah, especially for third parties. But Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's our pick. We're going with 91. Obviously, like I said, you could have looked at future years. Once again, a Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2, some of the DDR games. There, there's Konami just has so much that you could pull from. I wanted to, like I said, keep it relatively close in retro scene. So... Yeah. Expect to see this with other developers. If you ever, if you think of ones or say, "Hey, it would be interesting to see this versus this," feel free, feel free, throw it out in the comments. <laughs> Talking like Jim. <laughs> yeah, how's it feel? <laughs> but yeah, and please let, let, like we said, head on over to YouTube. Even if you just sign in, just to leave a comment about what year we should take a look at. Yeah, this out for sure. So, Jim, now we're moving on to overrated, underrated. And Jesus once again, Christ. this is going to be, I don't know how I feel about this, even though I wrote it. Capcom's entire catalog, Jim. Wow. And I asked this because I looked at it, and the same reason why you and I both had, well, you answered you'd get rid of Capcom. And I said, I'm really only keeping it for one franchise. Got me really to thinking, like, let me see everything they've made. And as a disclaimer, 
I'm not even necessarily saying historical importance here. I'm st strictly saying for our personal thoughts. Is Capcom overrated or underrated? And, you know, to go over some of the highlights, even though we've already said it multiple times, I'll just recap. You got your Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, Dino Crisis, if you want to put that in there, Final Fight, the Marvel versus, well, the Capcom versus series, Ghosts and Goblins, Mega Man, Monster Hunter, 1942, Ace Attorney. There's a ton. Dead Rising, Darkstalkers. You see the picture here. Strider. Yeah, Monster Hunter, Onimusha, Power Stone, Strider. All that. If I didn't say Street Fighter, obviously Street Fighter. But, right. yeah. Great, great uh, Onimusha, which was my first PS2 game, which I love. Like, there's a lot. That series needs to come back. I don't know how the hell they've been leaving that in the dust. I really, yeah, I don't know if it's just a thing of, like, yeah, I don't, I, well, Capcom, I think, just moved on to other games, but, yeah. But, looking at all that, Jim, what do you think? Are they overrated or are they underrated? <sighs> you know you know what's tough about it is because, like, you almost can't... <sighs> like, like, Capcom's Capcom. Like, do you, like, if you say they're overrated, like, I can't say they're overrated because, like, they've had too many good games for too long. But, like, I can't say they're underrated because, like, they're, like, universally loved, too, by most people. So, like, I mean, they had a really bad stretch from, like, the early 2000s until, like, I don't know, the mid-2010s when they started to have a resurgence again. But, fuck. Um, I guess if I had to say overall... <laughs> I'd still probably say underrated, even though I don't particularly like a lot of their bigger franchises, but I still like... Like, I get they're not for me. Like, I'll never sit down and play a Monster Hunter, but I can get why people like it. Yeah. Like, I don't like the Mega Man games, but I know why people like them. And there's a billion Mega Man games and offshoots and shit like that. Um, like, you know, 1942 and 43, they're fine shooters. They're not my favorites, but they're fine if you like them. Good for you. Like, the Ghouls and Ghosts series and Ghosts and Goblins. Like, they kick my ass. They're too hard for me. But, you know, if you're a fan of them, like, you know, people love them. So, it's like... It's a whole bunch of... Fran like I said before, it's a whole bunch of franchises I can live without. But, like, I get why people love them. So, I can't possibly say they're under... Or they're overrated. So... Yeah. I guess I have to say underrated. And maybe because, like, they've... Not that they've fully fallen off. And they've definitely been on, like, an upswing lately with, like, Monster Hunter and Resident Evil... And, I mean, Street Fighter's kind of around still. But, uh, you know, shit in, like, their fighting games. But, yeah, if you look at different eras, like, Capcom's always there in one way or another. So, I guess I yeah. have to say underrated. So, all right, just to be devil's advocate, I then let me start off by saying I agree with underrated. But I'll go devil's advocate and say overrated for the only reason being they're like the Coke or... I, I always refer to it as the Cheerios. Like, they're the baseline for where everyone else kind of copies off of and then does a little bit better versions of stuff. Like, they are the reason we have fighting games the way we do because of Street Fighter, too. In my humble opinion, I like a lot of games better than Street Fighter fighting series. Even though they, like, perfected it and had a million copycats, I think they were the ones that set the tone for that. Resident Evil... They set the tone once again for uh, survival horror. Now, that's the only one where I think you could argue some people like Silent Hill better, some people like some other games, and a lot of others have taken that inspiration, but they really set the bar for what survival horror is. With Mega Man, I think they set the bar truly for a, a running, shooting, action platformer, better than yeah. anything else on the NES. Um Final Fight, they set the tone for what a beat-em-up should be, and were surpassed by many other, well, especially Streets of Rage. So, I look at these, and like, even Devil May Cry, they set the tone for hack-and-slash-slash-shooter, 3D shooters. Dead Rising, zombie games, the list goes on and on. So, they are great at setting that tone and raising everyone to the next level, 
But ultimately, I feel like a lot of their games end up being surpassed because they set that tone. And then they kind of get comfortable in their molds. And then they sometimes come back and reinvent themselves. Like with Resident Evil, I don't love the direction they went with 4, but they fucking reinvented it. And then everyone copied the third party or third person over the shoulder. And that's what, what every action game ha- had become. Yeah. But then they got comfortable with that for too long. And they reinvent. So they're always reinventing their major franchises. But it seems like, oh, they find a formula, they stick with it almost to a fault. So that's where I say they get overrated. But, like I said, you this is me trying to be a shitty devil's advocate. At the end of the day, clearly yeah, it's tough to ever say overrate it because they truly are underrated. But my only complaint would be um, kind of freshen up. Don't just, you know... Don't just relax once you set that formula. Like, keep pushing the boundary and don't wait till you're almost... Like, Resident Evil was almost how many times throughout its franchise almost completely fell off because it got kind of stale and boring. Man, that's actually, as you were talking about, like, Capcom's really good at making new IPs, but, like, I guess, like, a lot of developers, like, they're not good at sustaining a ton of them either. No. Like, like even, even shit that was, like, crazy successful for a little bit, like, we talked about, like, Onimusha, or Beautiful Joe. Like, yep, Beautiful yeah. Joe is huge for, like, Strider. two games, and then it yeah. fell off. Yeah, I mean, Strider had its little comeback in, like, 2014, but no one really cared about it, but, yeah. You could say the that, same about Devil May Cry. Yeah, I mean, people love Devil May Cry 5, so, like, that was a big hit. But I still want to play that. Like, that's one of the reasons I want a PS5, is so I can buy Devil May Cry 5 yeah. on PS4 and play it finally, but... But like, like I said, I mean, I look at all of their, their games, I'm like, yeah, man, they, they're the ones that you need to come in, they set genres, they set tones, and they knock it out of the fucking park. But then, like, you know, they did Resident Evil. By Resident Evil 3, it wasn't what it was, Code Veronica, it's like all lacking, and then, yeah, Resident Evil 4 came up, and then they had a whole bunch of games after that that were just copy the formula, copy the formula. And then they came back and said, oh, here's Resident Evil 7. And unfortunately, I think you're going to see, like, oh, another first person, another first person, it'll get stale, and then they'll have to do something else. So, yep. yeah, like I said, they're, they're, they're very odd. I think they will always be around, and you know you'll always get for some from some of the franchises some real good quality. But, yeah, it's, they're a weird, weird company, man. I don't know. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, you guys I mean, let us know what you think. I mean, that's tough. once again, it's, it's, really it's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible to truly say they're overrated. Like Jim said, you, with everything I just mentioned, they're clearly the arguably some of the biggest trendsetters and the most some of the most famous genres out there. Right. Um. So it's it's really hard, but they 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 do they do slack at times. So I don't know. But I would love to hear what you guys think. Um, you know, give us your thoughts. If somebody out there truly thinks they're overrated, I that's what I really want to hear. Because I think we know why they'd be underrated. <laughs> yeah, if you have a strong feeling, please let us know. Yeah. So, Jambers, as we close out, how uh, how did that beer treat you? <laughs> um, you know what? It was it was tasty. Um, I gotta like say, it? like as I was drinking the second one, like. It didn't really stand out in any way for me at all. Like, maybe I wasn't paying attention as much by then, but it was a good amount of alcohol to get, you know, feeling a little buzz, but nothing yeah. too crazy with 6%, 6.5%. But no, I mean, it's tasty, went down smooth, gives you that hoppiness, but it also has that fruit flavor in there, too, to take the bite off. So yeah. it's a nice little blend. It's fine. Nice. Yeah, I moved from Miller Lite to the Hackers 4, which is probably my last of the Oktoberfest beers I had, and... It's a really, really good drinkable lager that you get not too much sugar, but it's, like, very, very smooth. So it's one of the best, and it's obviously that, and I forget the name of the other one, but that is the definitive kind of like Capcom. It set the tone for what Oktoberfest should be. So, yeah, it's pretty good if you never tried it, and you won't be able to until next September or August. But with that... We want to say thank you so much to everyone who's been watching. And if you haven't already, like Jim said at the beginning, please make sure you hit subscribe. Hit that bell notification if you are already subscribed. Make sure you comment, interact with us. We love talking with you all. 
And if you want to be able to ask us any questions, be sure to sign up on our Patreon, which the link is below. And finally, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, please be sure to hit subscribe and give us a rating. We would love five stars because it would help us tremendously, and we will always answer any of those reviews. Yep. So, and also, we're recording this on November 29th, so our Black Friday sale still going on. I'm not sure how much longer that's going at this point, but I'll keep it. You, you know, I'll keep it further till the end of this week. So we, okay. you'll have to December 3rd. I'll call that the end of the week. You have to the till Friday, a full week of Black Friday sales. A bunch of you have already bought the shirts. Please make sure you head over. We have our new design with the NES logo or our original logo. We have shirts. So please check them out. They're as cheap as you're going to be able to get them. So pick some up. And if you get them, post yourself in them too. Hell yeah. So with that, we want to say thank you all. Have a good night. Cheers. Cheers, everyone.